considering how the Scrum framework has become the most widely used Agile framework among teams. On the 11th episode of the Speak Project Management podcast, I discussed with Dan Roman, a well-experienced Agile practitioner on the Scrum framework. Dan spoke about the characteristics of the Scrum framework and how best teams can apply these on their projects. Hi Dan. Morning, how are you? Yes. Yeah, I'm fine. How are you too? Good. And I've checked through some website online and also from scrum.org, scrum alliance, PMI, you know, they've all defined scrum. But, uh, you know, I would love to hear from a professional like you. Yeah. Um, so it's a good topic. Um, I'll give you a bit of context. Uh, in 2001, I uh, joined a company that uh, was using extreme programming. <clears throat> so um, at that time, uh, in early 2000, uh, XP was uh, the norm in software development. Um, nobody really knew about uh, Scrum. Okay. Then uh, probably around uh, 2005-ish, Scrum uh, became uh, very popular. Uh, one reason was that uh, extreme programming was uh, very formal and uh, a bit more complex than uh, Scrum is. And uh, funny enough, uh, a lot of things that people are doing now in Scrum, they come from extreme programming, like uh, burn down chart, uh, story points, product owner. Yeah, These are not things that... Uh, Scrum introduced. When we speak okay. about Scrum, it's uh, it's good to know uh, the official origins of Scrum. Uh, I say official because uh, unofficial Scrum is used um, in many other domains way before uh, it was uh, published in that article. Yeah. So the original uh, article about uh, using the Scrum uh, thing uh, in uh, rugby. Uh, so it's a rugby union there are two kind of rugby's that approach yeah, to software development was published in 1985 by uh, two Japanese uh, professors at Harvard and uh, it's very important for anybody who wants to understand Scrum to read that article because uh, one chapter in the article it's about uh, the challenges that Scrum has so okay. even in 1985 uh, these two professors they warned that uh, scrum is not a silver bullet and uh, there are some situations when uh, it won't work and uh, one of the situations is complex products another one is uh, when you have a very strong product manager uh, a genius that knows everything and is just uh, directing everybody else <laughs> yeah of and, uh, these are the two of the situations where scrum uh, doesn't work um, so then uh, everybody knows that uh, Jeff Sutherland and uh, Ken, uh, they uh, Schwaber, right? <laughs> Schwaber, they uh, publish uh, their own article in a software uh, conference. And uh, initially, most of the versions of the Scrum Guide uh, were uh, defining Scrum as a product uh, development and software product development. The last one, 2020, it's uh, introducing Scrum as a problem-solving uh, thing. Very interesting is that. Uh, if you read the Scrum Guide, uh, you notice that uh, instead of being uh, very agile, the Scrum is uh, also defined as a lean approach, so eliminating waste or reducing waste. Yeah. waste. Yes. Um, and uh, in principle, so academically speaking, uh, lean is completely opposed to agile. Uh, agile is about experimenting, uh, and that means waste, prototyping, 
uh, out of the box, uh, no standardization limits, uh, the opposite. It's nothing wrong with either of them. Uh, I think my view from a practical point of view is that we need to balance them. But uh, if we want to be agile, uh, there are a few things that uh, we need to be very careful when we implement Scrum. Uh, one of them, uh, it's as I said, uh, things that came from extreme programming, the story points, especially the storing point. And there are uh, a lot of uh, agile uh, experts, real experts, uh, some of them that uh, signed the agile manifesto that warned that uh, velocity is killing agility. Uh, teams uh, are focusing more on how many story points they deliver rather than what they really deliver. Okay. The other uh, part uh, is this uh, burn down chart. Um, teams will uh, game that burn down chart when the burn down chart is used by other people like management. Uh, so they will just show a lot of progress by splitting stories. So there are a lot of I can spend years telling you how you game the burn down chart. No. But the good thing about Scrum is that um, for any Agile practitioner, it's a good start. And uh, one thing that um, I advise uh, project teams that want to be Agile is to try to implement, use the Scrum framework as it was defined in the book, in the guide, uh, with an open mind that uh, if something doesn't work for them, it should be changed. Uh, out of respect for... Uh, the Scrum framework and uh, as the Scrum framework says at the end, if you change the framework and you do something else, don't call it Scrum. Yeah, um, let's change from you, Scrum. <laughs> uh, uh, they said Scrum, but which sounds uh, very um, bad um, because you know you don't do Scrum. Uh, nobody's forcing you to do Scrum to be agile. You can be agile uh, by doing anything else that uh, follows the principle of. Uh, responding to change or adapting to change and that's what agile means uh, another thing that i keep telling um, people when they ask me about uh, which framework uh, you need to use to be agile uh, is the scrum framework the best uh, is the most used so if you look uh, there is a survey called state of agile that uh, it's uh, the best that you can find uh, now that it's uh, very scientific but it's running for 15 years now and uh, scrum comes uh, either as alone or in combination with other things, almost 90% of the teams, they think they do Scrum. So it's obvious that Scrum is the good start. Yeah. But uh, don't focus on implementing Scrum, focus on being agile. So how you adapt to change in a very efficient manner, which is how Agile was defined in late uh, 80s, uh, way before the Agile Manifesto, or Manifesto for Agile Software Development. And uh, when we do Scrum, uh, there are a few things that uh, must be done, at least at the beginning. One of them, uh, or the most important two, are planning and retrospective. Planning, uh, the sprint planning or the release planning, which is not part of Scrum, but it's something that uh, for a large product must be done. But sprint planning, uh, the sprint planning, why it's important? It's important uh, first because the team will learn how to estimate. Uh, nobody will fire you because you committed to do three items and uh, you did only two. But from that uh, experience, you know that next time you should uh, commit to a bit less because you don't have enough skills or capacity or whatever. Yeah. The other uh, big advantage of having a good sprint planning, it's uh, something that uh, is still in 
his infancy in uh, agile which is risk management um, most agile books including scrum books uh, present uh, risk as something very bad and uh, we need to minimize we need to reduce we need to eliminate um, it's completely the opposite in agile we need to embrace risk because you can't change and embrace change and adapt to change without taking risks but uh, professional project management uh, defines and professional risk management defines risk at, as having uh, two aspects positive and negative and uh, my view is that uh, agile should focus on the positive aspect of risk of, of let's say like gambling because agile it's a gamble in itself uh, you basically start doing something with limited information and then right. on the way you adapt so when you do yeah. scrum if you don't do planning it means that uh, you don't know where you want to to get what is your objective and uh, another thing that uh, when you do the estimation is this risk identification when uh, people in the team think that uh, something is big and other people think that something is very simple something is wrong uh, one of them uh, don't have enough information or enough skills so that's the point where they should discuss why do you think it's simple why do you think it's complex and that's another knowledge sharing um, so it's way beyond we deliver three items uh, when you do scrum your focus should be on the process on how do you things better by using the scrum framework rather than uh, having a plan and uh, you have a pm that asks everybody how long will it take and they take five days and i'm afraid i'll put five uh, so planning it should be done as a team and uh, one thing that people uh, teams should avoid when they do sprint planning uh, is specialization um, i've seen many many teams that are in fact project teams not scrum teams where instead of having uh, developer uh, somebody who knows or has idea about everything that needs to be done yeah. they have ba developer tester cx ux mx po pm uh, so in a team of five you basically have everybody doing a completely different thing mm -hmm. and uh, in that case when you do estimation you just ask everybody how long will it take for you because uh, the solution for this thing which goes uh, away from what scrum product backlog supposed to be a list of items and a lot of people confuse items with user stories uh, i'm doing scrum for 15 years as i said and uh, i haven't seen yet a user story written by a user uh, they are always written uh, by either the developer or the ba or the tester so even the po doesn't write that many stories so a product backlog item which is the correct term it's product backlog item it could be anything if that specialization happens in the scrum team everybody creates his own backlog item which can be a task so this is my uh, requirements task this is my um, development task this is my testing task is nothing wrong with that uh, and then when uh, everybody is estimating how long it takes if you have multiple people in that role then they can collaborate and do uh, an estimation together if you have only one person for each uh, activity then that's the person who gives you the estimation yeah. um, trying to get uh, a fibonacci number three five eight uh, from uh, people that have no idea what they are talking about uh, you ask uh, a ba how long will it take to code something uh, they have no idea because they are business analysts uh, it's not only wrong but uh, it's against scrum so don't do scrum if you can't have a scrum team 
why bother um and uh, then uh, the second uh, ceremony or event in scrum is the retrospective and uh, i've seen many teams uh, skipping the retrospective and that's very wrong because yeah. uh, scrum in essence uh, it's a kaizen it's a process improvement um, approach where every increment you look what you did you reflect and you do things better the next increment so if you skip the retrospective then uh, how do you know what you need to improve yeah. the other uh, part that is uh, done wrong in retrospective it's speaking about your technical problems okay. retrospective it's only for scrum uh, the framework the process it has nothing to do with the product that you built or uh, with technical or technology okay. and having that uh, meeting the retrospective uh, similar with planning uh, it's also building the team it's also sharing knowledge about the process so if a team wants to do scrum they have to have these two events planning and retrospective then uh, is the daily stand up which is another uh, misunderstood event in scrum and it doesn't even come from scrum neither from the academic the first one 1985 nor from the software uh, if you go to any construction site um, you will see teams having a daily stand up uh, with their foreman and the scope of that uh, daily stand up is not uh, to ask uh, what you did yesterday what you do today what you do tomorrow and i'm very happy that uh, they removed that one from uh, the scrum guide the scope of that uh, daily stand up daily meeting uh, which is always stand up on a construction site they don't have a meeting room uh, is for the leader for the foreman for the scrum master to ask uh, how can i help if everybody knows what they supposed to do on that day there is no point uh, in asking them because exactly yeah if you are a lead if you are a project manager if you are a scrum master and you have no idea what your people are doing then you are not a leader right if you need to ask them uh, what you do today what you do tomorrow what you need to ask is how can i help and uh, that's where uh, scrum can fit in project management because when the scrum master uh, can't solve a problem that is raised by the team they have to do the same thing they have to escalate that problem above and uh, yes the scrum guide uh, tells you the po and uh, the po will solve problems reality is that uh, the product owner it's uh, usually a delegate of the delegate of the delegate so it's a very junior person in the organization yes. that uh, doesn't have uh, financial authority to put more money doesn't have authority to hire people doesn't have authority to fire people uh in the best case scenario they are a subject matter expert that can help with the product backlog uh, definition but they can't help with removing impediments so right. in that case the role that uh, works the best because that's what that role does is project manager so if you embed a scrum team in a project the scrum master uh can escalate impediments risks problems to the project manager again my personal view is that any project manager should be able to do the scrum master role because it's not a full time role and uh, doing it good it helps you being a good project manager and it will save you time so it's not an add time it's a saving time if you are a good project manager so this uh, escalation part and risk management and issue management is not explained properly in the scrum framework yeah. and uh, that's the role of the daily stand up uh, another thing that uh, people uh, may do wrong 
I've seen a lot of teams doing wrong. You have to have the daily stand-up. You have to clap your hands every day because somebody finished a small piece of work. Celebrating too often and too small things uh, defies the purpose of celebrating. If you celebrate that somebody finished testing an item, that's not a celebration. It's a waste of time. Right. Uh, when you have... Uh, Backlog item. So again, you know, this concept of backlog item, it's very important because that's another link between Scrum and project management. There is no good project manager that will uh, split the work in uh, one hour tasks or two hour tasks or even one day tasks. A good project schedule uh, shouldn't go beyond three days because that's enough to track the progress. So if you have backlog items that uh, will take two days, three days, why do you need every day to speak about something that is in progress uh nothing stops you to have two or three stand-ups or scrum meetings if that was the team finds in the sprint retrospective if the team thinks that is not necessary to meet every day don't meet every day you do need planning you do need retrospective uh, but you don't need the everyday stand-up just because the scrum guide or the trainer told you. And then uh, another thing uh, that it's good for people to think about uh, when they want to use scrum is the length of the sprint. Okay. Uh, a lot of people think that uh, having, uh, because the manifesto for agile software development said deliver often, uh, they said, okay, let's have one week. Uh, I heard people having one day sprints, one week, two weeks, three weeks. Uh, when they define the framework they put four weeks for a very good reason because having too many planning meetings too often it's a waste of time you can't really get any value planning every week or every two weeks so my advice is stick first with the four week sprints and see if you really can deliver something to the users at the end of the sprint um then you can extend right if if you just build something but that something is not potentially shippable leave it up to one month uh, because then you have a meaningful planning session you have a meaningful retrospective yes and you can improve the process another thing you don't read in uh, in the scrum guide and uh, you don't hear in training it's uh, what happened with the product increment that the scrum team does if the scrum team has uh, the skills and capacity to do everything like they should. Uh, when uh, the Scrum team was defined, was not defined as everybody does everything, uh, that famous T-shape, because whoever did software development knows that after three, four years of practice, you will specialize. You will become a better UI developer, a better backend. Uh, that jack of all the trades, it doesn't work. So you'll have experts and that's what the team should have should have people that can do very well certain things and maybe they can do others so if the team has the capacity to define build and test at the end of the sprint whatever item is ready can go to the users now maybe the sprint uh, the, the scrum team it's uh, is that good and they can deliver an increment of the product which is not so often uh, but in a large organization, there is a process, there is a governance process for IT. Any change should go to the cab. Uh, so even if you finish on Friday, it might take one week until that stuff goes to production. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's okay. So you have an increment, it goes to IT, it goes to the change advisory board, it gets approval on Thursday, it goes in production on Friday. Uh, but you don't build in the Scrum team to give 
that increment to a tester that it's rebranded uh, as a quality assurance. Uh, that branding quality assurance of the testers, uh, it's not only wrong, but it's misleading because people that understand quality, they'll tell you that quality assurance is not the same as quality checking, quality control, what is at the end of the pro process. Quality assurance starts with the process itself, with a good process that will be refined through the retrospectives, yes. with uh, clear requirements, with clear ro roles and responsibilities in the team. So Quality it goes together with the flow of the project. So it's, it's the whole process that is quality assurance, it's not yes. quality control. Quality yes. control, it's testing, it's at the end of the process. And uh, my view is that uh, having specialized testers and specialized quality control uh, phase means that you don't have a good quality. Uh, if the team is in a perfect world, ideal world, a scrum team that delivers an increment, a potentially shippable increment, you don't need testers because every developer will do his unit testing, will make sure that um, their work is at the good quality. However, when you build complex products, uh, you will need integration testing, you need user acceptance, you need the performance load. So there are other kind of testing that uh, needs to be done after uh, the Scrum team is completing their work. But uh, if you want to use Scrum, one thing is sure that after you finish the sprint, you should not do unit testing, usability testing, because that's already done. Yes. And uh, again, uh, very interesting for people that want to understand Scrum, which uh, it's a very good framework, but uh, the power of Scrum is not uh, in blindly following Scrum guide. Uh, a 15 pages document uh, won't help you to deliver much. Of course. The power of Scrum is in the fact that it's a container. So you do planning, you do retrospective, you do sprints, you do reviews or demos, uh, but in between, you should learn how to do other things like architecture, risk management, stakeholder management. There is no exclusivity between these things. You can use Scrum as a framework and that's uh, what I call hybrid agile. Uh, there is no hybrid, everything is hybrid anyway. But hybrid agile means that you have the structure of an agile framework, which is Scrum and is very good for that. Right. But then you, you start using uh, knowledge from other domains because uh, things are not very, very simple. And another uh, reading that uh, I strongly recommend in top of the Scrum Guide, so of course you need to read the Scrum Guide if you want to do Scrum. Uh, second, you need to read uh, the product development game, the article written by the two professors. And uh, the third uh, article that I strongly recommend and uh, I'll uh, burn in the trainer's hell uh, is the waterfall article written by Dr. Royce in 1970. Okay. If you read that article, uh, people will find out that what they blame so often because somebody else told them that is bad is the most agile framework that you can have for a complex product. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Speak Project Management Podcast. We trust you had a great listening time. All episodes of the podcast are jointly prepared by Adekunle Ayodele and Uyewole Uluatosin. Until we meet again on another episode, keep speaking project management.